getting my hoe, as well as a few other gardening tools, you know, the usual, trowel, sickle, industrial flamethrower. I've said it once, I've said it a million times, I am starving. And when situations get dire enough, they can drive people to do crazy things, like gardening. Send help, listeners. Triffids are a nasty business. Tell your friends, spread the show, and although we all know that no such thing exists in this world, wish me luck. just regular grass, there was a bunny village where soft white and gentle brown creatures frolicked merrily in their innocence. But all is not well. Just outside the bunny village, a small, speckled white, fluffy bunny shivers in fear at the hands, well, fangs of a wolf, grasped by immovable jaws, it twists around to peer into the wolf's glazed, predatory eyes, with which the bunny and all its kin are mere sustenance. Insatiable desire. The bunny no longer struggled. It accepted its fate, or it would have, had it not also seen, in the reflection of those glazed eyes, a skeletal figure. Sharpening a glowing blade with spider silk, hunched over a nearby stone. 
even hanging on from the jaws of a wolf. This sight struck new, unfamiliar terror into the bunny, and it sprung to life, twisting and kicking upwards with its bunny legs. The wolf, proud of its certain victory, was by mere chance caught off guard, allowing its jaw to open just a creak, enough for a split-second escape, a mad dash for the brush, and a downward dive for the safety of a nearby burrow. The bunny, still full of panic, rushed through the burrow, back to its village, and locked all its doors and windows, terrified of the outside. Just as it began to calm, the skeletal apparition appeared beside it, and in the booming voice of death it said, Bunny, I have come for you. Give up. Your time has ended. But the bunny refused bravely. It looked out the window and saw all the other bunnies, fleeting and distant, unrealized and resigned to pitiful fates. It saw them with a newly closed heart, but its eyes were opened. The Reaper said, Weakling buddy, do not be difficult. You cannot live forever. You are finite. Oh. said the bunny. I will make time. I will work and toil and suffer so much that I will grow strong and I will make time wait for me. Surprised, the reaper laughed and agreed that if the bunny could overcome even time, it would be granted a favor from death itself. So indeed, the bunny toiled for a lifetime. It worked harder than all the others in the village. It grew and ate only the best produce. It refused to drink the honey cider enjoyed by its peers each night. It hardened its body through toil in the fields long past what was thought reasonable by the other bunnies, who began to look upon it with indignation. Soon enough, the bunny became an outcast and lived in exile, never making a friend or taking a wife for family. It honed a new burrow at the base of the mountain, sharpening its teeth and sculpting its abode by boring through
through solid rock. The wolves even began to fear the strength of the mountain-dwelling bunny. However, the harder the bunny worked, the faster it tired and aged as time told upon its body. Until one day, it collapsed from exhaustion and years. At that moment, death again appeared, and the bunny cried, You were right. You were right. All my hard work was for naught. My death was paced just the same. I could not halt time. Death again laughed and said, No, little bunny, you did well. For you see, time is a perceptual occurrence. Time does not exist as an objective physical force. It is a way to explain the existence of memory and conceptualize goals for the future. It does not exist until you create it, and it passes too quickly to see. Little Bunny, there only exists the now of each tiny split grain of a second, passing to the next seamlessly. For the other bunnies, who enjoy their lives and live for pleasure, the time passed with haste, the grains passed unnoticed, and they died bewildered, confused, never having decided anything of importance. But you, pernicious bunny, you Misery incarnate, you suffered each and every second, painfully, grindingly drawn out. Aware of the grains, you fretted over each and every passing one, on each and every passing day. And so time remains slow for you. Stand victorious, buddy. Your life of suffering was longer than any other of the creatures on this earth. Having been told this, the bunny's misery grew, and each second indeed felt slower, oozing like treacle rather than flowing like a stream. In your success, Death said, I am here to reward you. I am here to save you from that life of pain and eternity.
Rather busy right now, listeners. I leave you to another tape I found amongst many within the mysterious box in the recording room. Yeah! It is entitled The Meaning of Life and inscribed on it with phrase for Megan Penfield.
Mm. Mm. You know, for such a putrid and poisonous creature, when cooked, you sure taste good to a starving so-and-so such as I. A meal both satisfying and, dare I say, vengefully wrought, is such a simple but altogether too rare a blessing. It is truly so important to enjoy the little things, dear listeners. Even meager sensory stimuli can serve to satiate the sorriest of scoundrel sulking souls. If you are ever feeling down, my friends, I advise you to take a good home-cooked meal. Feel the softness of another's skin. Feel the smoothness of a cold glass windowpane. The sultry sting of morning fog. Go. Go stand outside in the rain. Attempt to feel the cool cascading water bathing your body. All gifts from nature for which you should learneth an appreciation. Perhaps it is in this appreciation, dear listeners, that you will find peace. I will finish off this rather delectable Triffid stir-fry, dear listeners, though it is not quite as good as my very favorite noodle stir-fry. And then it is off to check on hydroponics. The theme of this episode was not, in fact, the meaning of life, as one would have thought, but rather the importance of sowing seeds for the future. Good night, my faithful friends. Please remember to tune in again. Thank mm-hmm. you.